Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. And an arrow ace demi boy, that's me, Barefoot. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, being an older A-spec. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Maryland. Why? It's all I could um, think of, genuinely. Okay. Good. Uh, Happy and for Chester. You. Ooh. Ooh. Good. One for the northerners Good. there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting I- international with it. Do I have one? Uh, uh, Montreal. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> okay. All across Great. the world, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Um, excellent. All right. On that note, uh, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, we, we don't have any uh, housekeeping, do we, Kayla? So uh, as it turns out, we did have housekeeping. Hey, this is Sarah and Kayla from the future. What's up? Ooh. What's good? This is going to be brief. This is going to be brief because this is a very long episode. Apologies. But... But we do Apologies. have housekeeping, and we'll probably talk about it for the next two episodes too. But yes, uh, we have a little, a little something, something for our patrons that's going to be going up this week. It is something we've been talking about for a little while. It's a multi-week patron gift. Just look for that in your inboxes, patrons. Um, are we not going to say what it is? Is that all we came here from the future to say? <laughs> No, you can tell okay. them what it is. Um, so, as you all know, I play Dungeons and, da- Dungeons and Dragons regularly. Uh, my second podcast, Into the Grid, go check it out. Um, and we've had our wonderful friend Perry on before to talk about D&D, and they are the DM for my D&D game. Um, and we've been talking for a while about how Sarah's never played D&D, how she would probably really like it. So we got Sarah to play D&D. Perry DM'd us. Me and Sarah and our friend Riza from Into the Gridge played. Um, and it was very exciting. It's in the same like universe as Into the Gridge if you're a Gridge fan. If you're not, it will still make complete sense. If you don't even understand D&D, it'll still be fun. If you, like me, don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it was a very fun time. It was very entertaining. Um, so yeah, we recorded like three episodes of it. So it's going to come out the first three weeks of March. So mm-hmm. if you're a patron of any level, you'll get it. If you're not, um, become a patron. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you are interested in this and you don't have the financial means to be a patron, if there were a bootleg link of this that we're being passed to you. There's nothing we can do about no, it. No, but what I will say is if you do have the financial means, don't. Because we, yes. <laughs> we need money. <laughs> we do need your money. We really um, need money to fund things like transcription. Um, and if you can only afford to give money once, you could, in theory, wait until all of the episodes yeah, have been be released. I'm not going to be mad if you become, because you get charged up front. Become if a patron. If you just want to become a patron for and March. Then cancel. I like, I get it. And people have done this I, before. And like, I'm not. It's fine. I, I'm not mad about it. But 
Sarah and I have a hard time. This is much longer. We said this was going to be short, and it's not. We said it was going to be short. Sarah and yep. I have a problem asking for money, but we mm-hmm. are a business, I guess, and we do need money to make things happen. So, <laughs> please, yeah, give us your money please. in exchange for this fun content that we made for you. Yay! Okay, we're stopping this now. Okay, bye Back bye. to the episode. <laughs> bye. As I'm sure you can hear. From the dulcet, dulcet British tones joining us on the pod today, uh, we have a guest. It is Barefoot Backpacker. Hello, thank you for joining us. Hey, up me duck. It's <laughs> one for your transcript of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Poto. Um, <laughs> um, as anyone who is in our Discord uh, probably knows, Barefoot Backpacker, he he likes to hang about, uh, but. For anyone who doesn't know who you are, can you give a little brief uh, introduction to yourself? I certainly can. I am. I go by the name of Barefoot Backpacker online, a name that was created by friends of mine when I couldn't think of one, um, because <laughs> I travel the world, usually backpacking around the world, and I'm often barefoot. It's the most obvious name they could think of, and it's alliterate, <laughs> so it's great. Um, it does sound good. It does, doesn't it? The other name that was thought of was the Hippie Highway, which was already taken, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so, yes, um, I am an older asexual and a world traveller and lots of other things. Lots of adjectives and verb nouns. Good. I, I imagine you haven't been doing a ton of travelling in, in the current state of things. I went to the seaside in October. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> exciting um excellent yeah we're very happy to have you on uh i feel like we've, i ought to i ought to probably been... say at this point i describe myself as demi boy my pronouns are they and he or or you or hi or anything really <laughs> if you call me she or her you'll be provably wrong and i will laugh at you but i won't <laughs> hold it against you i mean a great introduction, to be to be quite frank. Um, <laughs> Demi Boy, Demi Demi Boy's great because it sounds like it's kind of like a, a cut price superhero from a like a bargain supermarket. Um, yeah, we're not ta- we're not we're not talking Walmart or Myers here. We're talking sort of like Netto or something or Aldi or even worse than that. It's like yeah. what's that in the what's that in the sky? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a bird. There's Demi Boy coming over the hill. Oh, Demi Boy! Demi Boy! My cat's stuck up the tree. Can you help it? No. It is much cooler than just saying, like, oh, I'm a boy. Like, how lame is that? Ugh, you're a boy. No. Demi Boy. The cat's stuck up the tree. Can you get it down? No. Why can't you get it down? Is it just sort of you um, objecting to masculine forms of um, (laughs) culture? Is it that you want to, like, sort of, is it you think this is a job for a woman because you believe in equality? No, I'm just scared of heights. Demi Boy, <laughs> the world's worst superhero. The flag's awful. I, here. Have you seen the flag? I would watch. I would watch that TV show. I would watch the <laughs> hell out of that TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are going to talk about being an older ace in uh, yeah. a, a community that tends to be uh, quite young. Um, obviously, the, I think it the... goes for being like an older arrow as well, too. I think. Yeah. Sorry, like, that's just me conflating them again. Bad. Can you even believe? Bad Sarah. <laughs> Bad Sarah. Um, being an older, yeah, being an older ace back. Yeah. How, do you mind uh, if I ask how old you are? 
You can ask. I can give you a false answer, but I'm not going to. Uh, I am 45. <laughs> uh, my website is older than half the people on the Discord. In fact, I mean, what, how old is your, what, how old is your say, website? Well, what year were you born in? It was it was mid nineties, wasn't it? We were <laughs> we were born in ninety seven. Ooh, my website is older. <laughs> That's like kind of. It makes me feel like a baby. I, it, Honestly, my, what a delight. I, I have two websites. It's not my Barefoot Backpacker website. It's my writing website. And it, it I haven't updated it since 2003. And it looks like it hasn't been updated since 2003. Oh my God. But I, I would I, love to see a website that looks that old. It sounds magical. Go onto the uh, web archive and look for GeoCities. All of those GeoCities websites are dreadful and of their age. You know, oh. one of the things about getting old is a lot of people, when they sort of get old, they start getting nostalgic about the past and going, oh, it was better in my day. No. <laughs> wasn't no absolutely not so i saw funny. i saw a tweet recently where someone was like oh i wish i had been a teenager in 2014 and as someone who was a teenager in 2014 i was like <laughs> i am ancient i'm just like confused about who's saying that though is it someone who's like eight like <laughs> was it someone that was a teenager in 2016 like i think who's... it's someone who's a teenager now that's like basically the same that's what we think, but we're old. <laughs> and us and our millennial side parts and our hey, look at this middle part. Jeans. I got a middle part. Okay, I'm I'm up to... with zeers. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I got anyway, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, let's actually start this episode, um, <laughs> shall we? Always <laughs> oh, helps. Yeah. I find. Oof. Uh. Okay, so I, I guess I can start us out. Uh, what was your process like in terms of questioning coming to terms with your identity? Like, how long ago was it? What was that like for you? It's an interesting point. Um, I mean, I didn't come across the word asexuality until 2012. So that what age was I? 37, 38? I have no idea. It's a long time ago. Anyway, 2012, because <laughs> um, it just wasn't mentioned. The word just didn't exist in my head. And then I read an article on a, I'm presuming it must have been The Guardian, because that's about the only newspaper I ever read. And it took, it was a, an interview with someone that described themselves as asexual. And I read it and I thought, actually, that is me. That is exactly this how I think. This proves the importance of media representation, Ooh. folks. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and I'd, I'd never heard the term before. Obviously, it, it I mean... It's been around for a while. It's been banded around for a while, but I, I'd never, I'd never thought to look it up online because I didn't know that I, I didn't know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't know how to describe it, so I, I certainly wouldn't have used the word because it just wouldn't occur to me to use the word. Prior to that, did you just identify as straight, or like what, what were you using before then? Um, I mean, yes. Um, principally, I was identifying as straight. I had relationships. I'd been engaged at that point. I'd been engaged twice. Um, the second one was very much hope beyond expectation. Um, <laughs> but when I discovered what asexuality was, it made perfect sense because of all the things that had happened in all my relationships, all of the things that mm-hmm. I'd gone. Okay, so this relationship has failed. Why has it failed? It's failed because, you know, I'm not very sexual and I'm not into that sort of thing and they're getting really annoyed with me about it. And then, you know, either we have arguments or they go off and find sexy things with other people. And 
The other thing that was interesting is that it explains why most of my exes were friends before I dated them and are still friends afterwards. Mm. Um, yeah. Because why we why we stopped being partners was because of the sexy thing rather than because of any sort of issues that we were having in as a partnership. So we just yeah. all the relationships I had always tended to just fade out. So I mean, most most yeah most people have a breakup date. So most people can say, "Oh my god, I broke up with this person on this date, and I remember it well." One of my relationships, I don't know which year we broke up in. <laughs> my <laughs> god. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I just know that sort of we were together, we were dating at this point, and then we weren't dating at this point. And some point in a two year period, we stopped <laughs> dating, but I couldn't tell so, you. Somewhere was. in between. That's yeah. crazy. Like, I don't even, I don't have a single ex that I keep in contact with. Like, after that breakup date, it's like, never talking to you again. My body, my mind can't handle it. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that's crazy. It's interesting you say that because I'm. I wonder whether they might the fact that I'm friends with my exes, whether that's an asexual thing or an arrow thing. I almost wonder if it's an arrow thing because for me the reason that like I would stop talking to an ex is because, particularly like a couple exes I had, we didn't like break up because like the feelings were gone. It was like you know some. If you listen to the first several episodes of the podcast, you can hear me breaking up with that ex, mm -hmm. but. Not like live on the podcast. <laughs> live on the podcast. Do. Imagine the numbers we would do if I was like live on the podcast. I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. Tune in. Wow. Um, that would go anyway, viral. It really would. Something to consider. Um, <laughs> Dean, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, watch out. No. Um, like I think it might be an arrow thing because the reason I would stop talking to those exes is because like I still had feelings for them, and so I didn't want to like. I wanted to like get rid of those feelings. And then after a Shut while of not talking to them, I was like, well, I can't just like reach back out to them now. It's been months. Like, what do I, yeah. what am I going to say? <clears throat> I know too, especially like in like lesbian communities, like it's very common to remain friends with your exes. So and like, and then date their exes. And then date and their then exes. <laughs> all live together. <laughs> um. So mm. like, I, I think it's a Maybe very it's a straight queer person thing. It is, yeah, yeah, I think it's a very yeah. queer thing to just be like, yeah, this is fine. And I know for like les lesbian communities, it's often because they're like, there are so few of us. Like, I'm not going to lose <laughs> my friendships. <laughs> like, it's it true. I don't know. One, one of my exes, um, American from Michigan, actually. One of my exes. Ooh, um, the drama. No. One of my exes. Um, I came out as asexual and she realized she was polysexual. So that you've still got the whole mm. queer thing going on there. And we got yeah. on really well. So I'm, you know, I, I meet up with her, obviously, when I'm in the area and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, and the reason why I was thinking maybe it was an arrow thing was because a lot of my relationships, you can't tell whether they're relationships or friendships. And that's been one of the things that I've discovered since since discovering your podcast um, <laughs> and the Discord, actually. Uh, it's trying to work out my arrow identity because I couldn't work out what romance was. And mm -hmm. the things that I do with my friends, I did with my partners and I didn't see, they didn't feel different to me. So when we, start, yeah. Yeah. When we started breaking up, if I was in a partnership, you couldn't tell because we were still doing the same things. So at some yeah. point. That's fair. 
Romance is nebulous and stupid. Very. <laughs> Do you identify as like just like flat out aromantic or are you would you consider yourself like gray romantic or like anything like that? I consider myself quite romantic, I guess. I was um, it sounded like what you were saying. Yeah. I was like that sounds like that. But yeah. because because that's a word that's not very it's even less well known right. than aromantic. I I aromantic's just easier. Because people people yeah, people can relate to that a lot more. People people know what yeah. it is. Well, people know. What and you're it is. still on the arrow spec. Like it's, it's yes. I don't think it's, it's not like it's, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I, I I don't have any issue with someone who's arrow spec calling themselves arrow or someone who's mm-hmm. ace spec calling themselves ace just for yeah. simplicity's sake. That's sometimes fine. yeah. Sometimes I'll just like call myself asexual if I like don't feel like really getting into mm-hmm. anything with someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair. We are all valid. We yes. Are all valid. <laughs> um, we are all valid. Oh my god, I want that as just like a beautiful sound bite to send to people. Shall I do it again? <laughs> we are all valid. Beautiful. It just sounds like a beautiful like book on make, tape. Pret- pr- pretend it's like 2007 and make it your ringtone. <laughs> oh <my laughs> your text tone. Every time you get a message from the Discord, that's the sound that comes up. Right. Okay. <laughs> Now, obviously, you two are a lot younger than me, but sometimes I have these young tendencies. Do you have a ringtone? Because my phone's uh, on silent, permanently on silent. I've mine, my, mine vibrate. I don't have a sound. The only I'm time sounds happen is an alarm. Yeah, my phone's not even on vibrate. It's on silent at all times, and it has been since I've had a smartphone. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> nope. Um. Okay. Pivoting back. <laughs> Um, you knew I this guess. was going to happen. You, 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 oh, you, oh, I mean, this of, this happens every time. This happens every time. But I'm sure most people are slightly more organised than me. I'm sure. You, I'm sure all the other people you've had on the pod, all of the other guests you've had, have been. I'm chaotic. I'm, I'm kind of like. Well, it depends. I think it depends on how well we know the person. Like, if we know them better, then we're just like whatever. But if it's some like <laughs> fancy person, me and Sarah are usually like. Ugh. <laughs> But like with you, it's not like, to you, say you're not fancy. But of course, I mean, of, I mean, of the three of us, I, I'm the fangirl here. I, I'm I'm doing I'm doing all of the. Oh my god, I'm on the sounds fake but okay pod. This is amazing. I'm I'm not worthy of this. Um, and then you just have to remember that we were born in 1997, and then you're like, oh yeah, this is fine. This is their children. <laughs> Fame and fortune um, and, and 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 skill and attribution are not age related. Fortune, I wish. Where is well, yeah. fortune? Well. Where's she hiding? <laughs> Where's she at? Um, I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm on because you couldn't get Elliot Simpson. I mean, we need to have Elliot Simpson on. That's true. We have like a whole list of people that like Elliot is on the list. Elliot is on the list. It just hasn't happened. Just hasn't happened yet. Um, But so yeah. Sorry. Let's let's be serious. Serious face. Serious for like thirty seconds, and then we'll get derailed in like in in another minute. It's fine. Um, when you were growing up what were the narratives around queerness were there narratives around queerness like were you even aware of things what was that like this is going to be a long answer and it's one of the only answers i've actually thought about okay okay um right trigger warning i may use some words that people may not like okay so i was born in 1975 right And Mm -hmm. everything I'm going to say is specific to to the UK, but I imagine similar things were happening elsewhere. 
And it was only in 1967, so what's that, eight years before I was born, that homosexuality was legalized. Wow, yeah. So there was still a lot of people in, in the culture when I was growing up were still of the generation that were thinking, ooh, gay men are a bit weird. Uh, ooh, that's not right. And when I was growing up, it always felt, and I'm going to talk about gay men for a specific reason that I'll come on to in a minute. But when I was growing up, there always seemed to be only like two kinds of gay men that were ever in media. One of them was the, the old camp, ooh, love is. And there was also that sense that there was an overlap between gay men and what we would have called, uh, or what is now sort of transgender. But in those days, gender bender was a, a common insult and description used to, des to describe them. And it always felt that there was kind of, there was so much of an overlap that if you were gay, you were also liable to dress up in women's clothing. So that was one of the ideas, one of the, strong cultural reference points we had for gay men. The other one was the whole usually topless or leather, um, the sort of the moustache, the camp, but in a different way, also quite um, sort of very hypersexual, very kinky. There's, uh, if you ever go online, look up um, the music video to Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Relax. Um, that was one of the big gay anthems of the mid 80s. Feels very like village people. Yes, kind of. yes, it's village people, yeah. but one step beyond that. Yeah. Um, so that was the other kind of reference point we had for gay men. So they were basically the only two queer identities we had. You had the hypersexualized kinky gay man, the pervert, or you had the the camp gender bender puffer, which was another one of those insults that was used at the time. You great puff. It was very common, um, not very nice. And they were the only queer identities we, we kind of ever saw in the media. Lesbianism existed, but it was just never shown. It just, mm -hmm. they were just sort of others. That we didn't hear about them at all. And everything else just did not exist. There was no such thing as bisexuality, pretty much. It was kind of like, oh, you sleep with men, therefore you're gay. Mm -hmm. That was it. Um, the other thing is that when I was, and I can never remember the year, I think it was 87, so I would have been 12, so um, very much into it. We had something called Section 28. Section 28 was a government bill, a government law, that banned the promotion of homosexuality to schools and libraries and colleges. So mm -hmm. if you're a teenager growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, and you're confused about your sexuality, you had nowhere to go. You had no, basically no resource, no knowledge, unless you already knew someone in the scene. Mm -hmm. And this, obviously, this was in the days before the internet. So we didn't, we didn't have easy access to loads of information. Um, we still had the information. It was sort of surreptitiously, it was, you know, clandestine. It was, it was mailed in from the USA. But even there you had, um, like customs officers were very big on, oh, no, this is illicit material. You can't have this in the country. Um, so it's very, very hard in those days to even get a grasp of what homosexuality was, never mind any of the other sexualities that, as I say, just didn't exist. And there's also the AIDS crisis, um, which was 
you know, huge when I was growing up. And one of the few things the British government did well was advertise AIDS before the American government did. Um, yeah, AIDS. we really fucked that one up. I know. Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> um, AIDS, Don't Die of Ignorance, was a really big sort of advertising campaign in the late 80s. And it, it promoted it. It tried to show that AIDS could affect everyone, not just gay men. But even so, it still had the impression that it was a gay man illness. And when we were kids, because kids... We used to have, you know, playground games of tag and stuff like that. But instead of going tag, you're it, we'd go tag, you've got AIDS. Wow. Um, we? Because that's just what kids do. Apparently now they do it with COVID. Um, oh, tag, I'm sure you've got they COVID. do. Um, oh, <laughs> but I, I, and even down in the playground when I was growing up um, at primary school, elementary school, um, you know, we'd say if we didn't like someone, say, oh, you're gay. Oh, you're a puff. So there was that. It was very much homosexuality was othering it was other people this is what other people did um and i'm concentrating so much on homosexuality to say because no, we didn't have anything else there were no other reference points as far as i could tell uh, at least not in mainstream media there were no sort of role models apart from these two types of gay men um asexuality we had an asexual prime minister once or at least he didn't call himself asexual but his official biographer did and that he was edward heath he was prime minister in the very early 70s and he probably would have been if he was around now he'd probably have called himself asexual because remember i said that homosexuality was only legalized in 1967 that was three years before he became prime minister so he was already a big person he was already quite a you know a well-known political figure yeah and you'd have thought given the way that heteronormativity works, that if such a high-ranking figure was seen to be homosexual at a time when homosexuality was illegal, someone would have noticed and someone would have leaked it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you've got this man being sort of, he was prime minister just after homosexuality was legalised with virtually no sense, no sort of backstory of homosexuality, no sort of um, you know, no rumours there and he was unmarried with no kind of sense that he was ever going to get married to a woman so Torlington, his biographer said he, yeah, he was asexual but that's the only way, that's the only person we had who was that high up and even then people just thought, oh he must be gay you know, he, mm-hmm. he's not well, married he, he couldn't say be. anything about it obviously, no, 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 like he was just a bachelor. Even, you know? He, he, did, he yeah. didn't see it as Or important. didn't even have the word for yeah. it. Maybe he didn't know he was asexual. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And this is the problem that people like me had. I didn't know I was asexual until 2012 because I'd never heard the word. Yeah. But here, Yeah, you know. it's all very... It just... Before the internet especially, it's also underground and kind of like the oral history of everything. Yes. Like That's why I think, like, obviously AIDS was awful for a billion different reasons but like it took out so many of like the elders of the community who were holding (laughs) that oral history before the internet and then they just you know they died and so it's like so much of that that already wasn't there it was just lost and of course because it's a queer history mainstream historians just aren't touching it and well Mm -hmm. didn't touch it at the time which means that again so much has been lost yeah it's also crazy to me that you as you're talking about how uh like 
the promotion of homosexuality was was banned in in schools and universities it it like those two make sense to me but like the fact that it was also just like libraries like i understand why it was banned in libraries but like to me a library is like it's an independent you know it's it's a separate thing but nah man that's government owned shit i know (laughs) yeah it was it was everything that was government owned so all of the government i mean i didn't go to a government controlled school i went to a private school but even so it was posh private school we didn't Mm -hmm. touch that we didn't talk about that sort of thing yeah um i just i just think of libraries as like you know that's that is the place to get information mm -hmm. pre-internet like where where else are you going to get it and so it just thinking about that i'm just like just just angry (laughs) big big government controlling our libraries the other thing about section 28 was that it was implemented and i want to say it was 1987 but i'm just checking it oh yeah 1988 so it it sort of was formulated in 87 but it came into power in 88 and it was only abolished in england and wales in 2003 so obviously this was after the internet started to become a thing but yeah you said it was abolished in England and Wales. Did it also apply in Scotland and Northern Ireland? It was abolished in Scotland in 2000. Uh, whether okay. was, oh, they are ahead of the time. They, they always are. Um, I don't know about Northern Ireland because no, I'm British. I'm English. No one knows about Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is a very strange <laughs> place that we it's don't understand. A, that other place. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we try not to um, think about it too much because we, 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 we've had wars about this sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair. I don't... <sighs> it's not that important. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, the other, the other thing to say about Northern Ireland is because Northern Ireland is a lot more religious than anywhere else, it wouldn't surprise me if they had their own legislation about it that's still in place. Oh, I mean, they still have issues with, like... I mean, uh, we also have issues with abortion, but I know they're, like from what I understand, even further behind than we are with, like, pro-choice because it's just, like, so Catholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not actually even the Catholics, bizarrely. Um, so. It's always the... No. I was already here. It's always the Catholics oh, no, causing no, no, no. problems. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, it's great fun. We have a hardline Protestants. Um, they're big in Northern Ireland, but they're also big on the, on the, the Western islands of Scotland and some of the Outer Hebrides. And they're the sort of people that go, oh, no, you can't have fun on a Sunday. And they will chain up the swings in children's play areas. Good. And it's like okay. closing a Chick-fil-A on Sunday on crack. Yeah. They're, they're actually, in, in, on a couple of the islands in the Outer Hebrides, they, they even protested when people started putting ferries in, even though it's an island. And um, you can't do any work. So everything is closed. Even the petrol stations, the gas stations, except for one that takes payment by car. What if you have a medical emergency and your car is out of gas? You wait till Monday. Do you have to, like, take a horse and a wagon? I suspect, <laughs> I suspect that would be counted as work as well, because you're not allowed to run. Um, they just turn Amish on Sundays. Yeah, basically. It's great. <laughs> and I can make fun of the Amish, because none of them are listening. <laughs> mm. Remember when you gave me shit a couple episodes ago <laughs> about okay. saying certain things about religion, and now you're just sitting here? That was obviously a joke, but if someone is a currently practicing Amish person, they could be on how their, are like, they going to hear this? Isn't there, like, a someone little would have vacation to, like, time? That- 
like when they turn a certain think, age, I think they go out into the world. Just for the reality TV show, <laughs> leaving <laughs> the the reality TV show leaving Amish. I don't know how true that was. I think I don't know. Whatever. They could print our, They could have someone print their trans our transcript and mail it to them, and then they would know. Put the transcripts of our podcast in their Amish libraries, and have them be absolutely scandalized by the shit we say. <laughs> Not even to do with anyway, asexuality, just the I'm other stuff. I'm very sorry. That was a joke. And if there's any Amish or former Amish people listening, I didn't mean it. I respect you a lot. She and I loves hear you. you. Make great bread and butter. <laughs> Great. Anyway, we have this, we have similar jokes in the anarchist community about anarcho primitives, um, <laughs> because anarcho primitives, primitives, I can't even say it, mind you, nor can they, because they don't speak English. They go caveman. Uh-huh. Oog, oog. Yeah, um, anarcho primitivism. It's kind of like, well, yeah, if if anyone's actually listening to this pod, and I don't know why they'd be listening to this and has an argument, then I'll probably hit them with a rock. You know, that's <laughs> kind of. Where they go? <laughs> Never even heard of that before. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're gonna next hard question. pivot again. Gonna <laughs> hard pivot again. This, this is sort of to do with what we were just talking about. Um, with not anarcho primitivism, but um, <laughs> about like queer elders and how you know in in a lot of gay communities, like those those elders are, they have died. Um. The ASPEC community doesn't really have elders in the same way yep. because it is a younger community. I mean, like, to be honest, we're we're going to be the elders eventually, I guess. Um, <laughs> Kayla, just, Kayla just made a face. Sometimes it already feels like we're the elders. There's kids in our Discord that are like, I'm a freshman in high school. And I'm like, don't listen to me. There <laughs> don't. People, there are people in the don't Discord. Don't follow my advice. There are people in the Discord that I'm old enough to be their grandparent. That's theoretically. Yeah. It's, it's scary. <laughs> it's alarming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, and I tell them that but... adulthood is really fine. Basically, adulthood means that if I want at two o'clock in the morning to get up out of my bed, go into the kitchen, take a bit of cheese, dunk it in some peanut butter and eat it, I can because I'm an adult and that's my that's my privilege. You can, but you also have to pay taxes. It's a give and take. <laughs> and I mean, everyone pays fix taxes. the check engine light in your car. I don't drive. I currently have. And I'm too lazy to fix. Well, there you go. That's the real advice. Don't just drive. become barefoot backpacker as an adult, and you'll be fine. <laughs> fine. As I often um, say on my own podcast, I am not yeah. a role model. <laughs> Honestly, we should start saying we, that more. We should <laughs> open every pod with that. Don't look at us. Um, anyway, yes. <laughs> but races. because we don't, yeah, because we don't have those elders. Do you ever feel that, like, as an older ace, you have some sort of pressure to to show some sort of responsibility to to the younger aces or is it more of just like uh you know we're buds we're the same level i'm an adult but we're the same place in the process i mean in principle it should be the former and i do feel some kind of responsibility just to show yeah you can be an ace at any age and you will grow up and you will stay ace regardless if anyone tells you oh you just haven't found the right person yet Hi, mm-hmm. I'm proof that you don't, because you know that's not what it's about. Yeah. Um, but my personality is such that I just I don't do hierarchies. I just treat everyone equally because. Yeah. Um, 
I would say, though, that the reason why there aren't very many older aces isn't necessarily... Well, it's kind of because it's a, a new identity, but it's more because because it's not a word and not an idea that people thought of. People didn't have a word for it, that people couldn't identify with it. So people just assumed that they were either straight or gay, I guess, and mm. lived under the radar. So mm. what you've got is a lot of potentially asexual people who have reached my age and not realized it. They've just gone, I'm really, really bad at relationships wonder why that is and or they like find out about it and are like well it doesn't matter anyway like i'm married and i have kids like who cares i'm just gonna keep doing for every for every like full actual adult person who discovers asexuality and realizes it applies to them i'm sure there's five other people who it might also apply to they just it's not important to them or they don't care or 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 it's too late to change. That's mm-hmm. that's what you often hear. Um, but then equally, you hear of people who go, you know, I was married for 25 years and now my husband's dead. I've realized I'm a lesbian and I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, live this mm-hmm. life that I've been hiding for 25 years because I can. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I'd like to think there's a bit of that in it somewhere, but we'll find out, I guess. Mm-hmm. But certainly there's a lot of, I imagine there's a lot more asexuals than you'd imagine out there we just don't realize oh, it yeah. because we 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 were never taught that it we could be we were never taught that it existed we were never taught what our feelings meant so we've just gone mm-hmm. through life faking it well and we say this all the time that like you know when you find out about the a spec like it 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 kind of changes your worldview and like it changes your perspective of like what it is to be a human and what it is to experience relationships as a human and for some people it's like they're just not ready or willing to have that worldview questioned yeah or like when if you don't know about asexuality or aromanticism like it, it might not even enter your mind especially if you're part of a generation like above us where like it was even more taboo to like be single for your whole life. Like it isn't even an option to you to think like, oh, I could just not date. I could just have not have sex. Like that's even still a taboo for us. And then you think mm-hmm. about years ago that mm-hmm. like as you go back, it gets even worse and worse. Like yes. people just might not have even considered it. I I, I, I was going to say I, I have, I subtweet my mother a lot um, because my <laughs> mother is very much like this. Um, so she'll have... Every time I have a conversation with her, often she'll go, have you found someone yet? Do I need to buy a hat mm. yet? Uh, that's what she says every time I, I, I mention a female name. What does that mean, like, for a wedding? Yes, it's exactly what it means. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fancy. Uh, Do I need to buy a hat? Yeah, every, every time I mention a female name, that's what she says. And, you know, oh, when are you going to get all the travel out of your system? When are you going to settle down and find someone? Um, I'm an only child. And I'm dead, mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's finally realized that she's not going to get grandchildren. So, you know, Mm. there's that. But she's still... Basically, the way I've described it is she wants me to be happy. That's what she says. She says, I just want you to be happy. What is unsaid but very, very loud in that statement is the way I was. Like, mother, you got divorced when I was, like, a month old. You're not going to be telling me (laughs) about, you know, (laughs) settling down and getting married. Um, yeah, 
I feel so. like it's it's so often well intentioned, but like, you know, like I just want this person to be happy. I want them to have fulfillment. I want them to be respected by society. But it's like, you know, it's for some people their happiness is going to be in an existence that is not respected by society yes. or not considered the norm and you have to let that be okay yes um and the thing is my mother is how old is my mother what's the date 24 uh, <laughs> she's 71 next month um mm-hmm. so she's of that generation um which is actually quite weird really considering that i had a conversation with her once that even i didn't want to have um, so I asked her, because obviously she would have been, what, 18, 19 in, the, in like that first summer of love in the late 60s. So I asked her if she was a hippie. And the one <laughs> thing you do not want to hear your own mother say is, oh, yes, I was a hippie. I was really into that free love. I don't want to know. I do not want to know. Even if I wasn't asexual, I do not want to know. <laughs> no, that's just weird. No one wants to hear about that from a parent. Yeah. But it, it's just weird the way that she, that was obviously that was her upbringing. That was the way she was when she was, you know, of the age where you explore, you first start exploring your own sexuality and your own personality. And now she is um, a very conservative, traditional old person. It is kind of confusing, like, all of these, like, quote-unquote boomers. Like, if you think about all of the... My cat is being so obnoxious. I have no idea what your cat is doing, but I don't think... Climbing all about. I'm a little... There's that one. She's being fine. Yes, but... Usually she's the little bitch. (laughs) This one. Yeah, I'm a little worried about your ornamentation, I have to say. Billy. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's just, like, confusing. It's, like, we think about the time that those people were growing up in. And, like, yeah, the 60s, like, ooh, hippie, free love, lots of weed and stuff. And now those are the people that are, like, don't legalize weed, blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, we know how much you smoked. We've seen the pictures of Woodstock. Like, shut up. (laughs) It It is so interesting to me where people are, like, you know, you'll get more conservative as you get older. And it's, like. No, thank you. I (laughs) I like that. I would rather not. Um, I mean, so. I, I grew up, I mean, I'm, my background is relatively middle class. And I went, as I mm-hmm. say, I went to a private fee paying school. And I grew up as kind of, we would say over here, a Tory boy. So I, it was quite, you've got to remember, I mean, you've mentioned it before, you, you had Reagan, we had Thatcher. That was, that was very much the mm-hmm. mindset that a lot of people had. So it's that kind of like mm-hmm. neo, the first neoliberals when it first started. These were the ones who created the shit that we're in now. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I grew up. And that's how I was until I, reached the real world and ever since then i've sort of gone i'm, I'm sort of like i've gone left so i'm oh yeah, yeah. i've gotten every year i get more and more left every yes. year <laughs> every year. year i mean yeah. I, I i'm i'm somewhere to the left of bernie sanders i suspect um that's left yeah well relatively i mean bernie yeah. sanders would be would be fair would be a sort of a, a standard left-wing person in britain your Democrats would be yeah. fairly right wing. I guess yeah. You have all yeah. of your you have so many parties over there. We have our two dumb ones. Our 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 Democrats are are quite a bit more moderate than uh, yeah. than we think they are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Kind of along those lines of like your mother's expectations. How broadly out are you in real life? Like, do the people around you know that you identify as? Um, a spec or is it more of just like it's a thing that is a part of your 
online identity and you don't necessarily talk about it with people in real life. Right, give me a second. Oh, right, I'm ready. Are we getting a presentation? Ooh. For those of you at home who are listening to this as a podcast, Favorite Backpacker has just put on a mask that is the ace flag. <laughs> I have... So there you go, that's the answer. Um, I have the same issues that many people have, that I can never remember which way your pick goes. But, <laughs> I think that might be upside down. I have no yeah, idea. I think, but I either think way. Upside down. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, the the non binary flag is easier because you know day glow yellow. I mean you can't go wrong. You, you know exactly what day glow yellow is, uh, and it goes mm. at the top. But yeah, now the thing is, I, I and I've I've written about this and I've I've podded about this. It's kind of like I have an asexual mask. I have two asexual sweatshirts. One of which is the cake one that says I'd rather be eating cake. The other one is um, mm. it's not that you're not hot. I just don't care in the ace in the ace flag <laughs> colours, um, and I also have an aromantic hoodie. Now I've walked down the streets around here, and this is you know Sheffield is it's a big city. It's what, five hundred thousand people. It's you know one of the biggest cities in the country. No one's noticed apart from one person in a pub, one person who was behind the bar in a, a micro pub in Hillsborough in Sheffield, was the only person that recognised it. No one else recognises it. And the thing yeah. about being out, say if you're gay, it's blatantly obvious if you're gay, because either you'll have a recognisable gay flag, like the, the gay pride flag, or, you know, you'll be like walking down the street holding hands with someone of the same gender, yeah. sex. You know. yeah. It's a lot harder to be out as asexual because it's hard to prove. You can't prove that you're mm -hmm. asexual because it's like the absence of something. Um, mm -hmm. I did a whole thing about traveling as an asexual. It's like the, the difference between me as an asexual and me as a single traveler is almost none. Mm -hmm. um, and no one recognizes the flag because it's yeah. not one of the, it's just not, not recognized, not known. So, I mean, I'm, I'm out in the sense that, you know, my, my um, social media profiles are, say the word asexual, um, I put an asexual flag on my Facebook profile for a bit, which caused absolutely no reaction whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I'm out, but I'm out in the sense that no one knows because I'm, I, I, I can shove it in your face, but you won't see it because you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, and if I say, if I, I mean, I've been on the radio, I've been on like sort of, um, BBC Radio Sheffield, local radio station here, talking about asexuality and talking about what it means to be an asexual, but almost no comeback from that. None whatsoever. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like, no one knows who we are. I think that's a, a super common experience for aspec people, especially for aspec people who are cis-presenting and, um, like, they don't, they're not, they don't have, like, a queer romantic and or sexual identity that is not arrow or ace like if obviously if a person is you know a a woman dating a woman who also identifies as as ace you know that's going to be a different situation but for someone like like me or for you like i i'm arrow ace i you know i'm cis i i i look 
like what people expect a woman to look like. And so no one's going to like clock me as like, oh, that one's definitely ace. <laughs> they they might clock me as gay because of the way I dress, which yeah. has happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like it's there's nothing about ace specs that mm-hmm. like can make someone say like, oh, yeah, that person's definitely ace spec mm-hmm. just by looking at us. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've certainly I mean, people think I'm gay. Um, my ex-girlfriend mm. thinks I'm gay, which is you know, quite amusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, because of my attitude, because of um, people say I'm camp. Um, certainly, the the um, the people in the canteen where I used to work said that I reminded them of this. Uh, there's a chap uh, from the seventies and eighties comedian called Kenny Everett. Look him up. He's very. When I was talking about gay men earlier, he's very much of the first camp pufter women's clothing mm. type of gay. And they said I reminded them of him because of my sort of casual attitude the chaos the mm-hmm. you know, the hair and the, the clothing <laughs> because i didn't conform to mm-hmm. normal masculine types i have issues with masculinity as you probably know um <laughs> don't we all indeed I, I did a whole pod and i did a whole blog post about toxic masculinity and how it affects men as well it's one reason why i describe myself as demi boy uh, actually because i just don't i don't associate with this is what men do i'm not one of those strange people um where were i going with that i have no idea where i was going with that i was going to say something else but i can't really remember what it was um 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 um, um, um yes nope can't remember what was i saying i forgot what the question was so i mean kayla awesome. uh... i have undiagnosed adhd it's really not good um yes and i have diagnosed adhd and this is me on I'm adderall just yeah. here <laughs> do you know how much it costs for me to get a diagnosis in this country so yeah <sighs> And obviously going into a doctor's at the age of 40, how old am I? 45. Going into doctors at the age of 45 going, hi, I think I've got ADHD. And the doctor just goes, sure, go away. You know, (laughs) it would cost me about £1,000 to get a private diagnosis for this. Mm, Medicine. Medicine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apparently caffeine. Although I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't drink coffee, can't stand the stuff. And I'm not that fond of Coke. So cola. For the record, not Coke, Coca-Cola. Um, uh, there's a there's a drug that's um, chewed in like uh, Yemen and Somalia and just around the Red Sea called cat, which apparently when you chew it, it has kind of um, methamphetamine type effects. It's all perfectly legal. Well, not here. It's legal there. And I'm thinking maybe that would work. Yeah. I'll that just chuck, chuck what does that taste the like? ocean. That would be cool. What does it's it taste just, like? Honestly? Yeah. It does not taste bad at all. Like if it like you know like when when like a pill like dissolves in your mouth and you're like, "Oh, that's disgusting." Adderall is totally fine if that happens. It's like okay. not bad at See, all. See, that's why people take it rec- recreationally. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you know. <laughs> um Yes. Oh, yes. Ah, yeah, right. Okay. So, um, yeah, traveling alone, you know, I I present as gay, apparently. And, you know, I've mm-hmm. took a few cocks in my time. They're quite tasty. But. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, that really got me. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of those statements that my mother has completely ignored. Um, yes. Uh, yes. So, you know, I'm. Exactly. I'm, I'm cis-presenting. I, I, I come across as gay, but I don't come across as asexual because no one knows what asexual is. No one, no one, There isn't an asexual stereotype. There isn't a... You can't look at someone and go, 
oh they're asexual because no one knows what it is no one, there, there isn't a there isn't a, a thing for it yeah, yeah. It's not like, ooh, cuff your jeans and listen to Girl in Red, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, that, cuffing jeans, right, okay. Now, this is something I didn't know. So when I was travelling in 2014, I, I took a year out of my job to travel the world, and I had these, like, sort of three-quarter length cuffed jeans. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know... Mm -hmm. oh, I, yeah. I nicked them from my girlfriend I, at the time. I didn't know... <laughs> Even gayer. I know. <laughs> they, they, were, they had pockets. Um, now that. that. That was cool. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I didn't know that this was a queer thing until about four days ago. And <laughs> when, when I found out this was, and, and sort of ever since, I've never had another pair because obviously I had to give them her back. Uh, I had to give her them back. And I've always wanted a, wanted a, a different, I've always wanted my own pair because I thought they were cool. And I thought they were really great. And I thought they really captured the essence of my personality. And then four days ago, I find that they're actually a gay icon. And I'm going, well, who knew? I, I really love how you said four days ago. I was expecting you to say, like, partway through my trip in 2014, I discovered. No. But no, four days ago. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, the, uh, this, I mean, this shirt, this is a, um, it's actually a, a women's shirt because the buttons are on the wrong side. But this is, this is a, a you know, a flannel shirt. And I think this gay. looks really good. Flannel, absolutely. very gay. Um, one of my Wonderful. one of my good friends online um, who I've travelled with basically says this look makes me a lesbian with a beard, <laughs> which I'm, I'm quite happy to go with. I think that's cool. That's funny. That's fair. It's not asexual yeah. though, is it? There is no asexual look. Yeah. But if you imagine these with like sort of cuffed cuff three quarter length jeans, and you know, I'm I'm rocking this. Yeah, you are. I can confirm for the listeners. You look great. They're rocking it. Cheers. What do you, like, wish that the community as a whole knew about your experience as an older A-spec or, like, what the community as a whole could, like, do better to serve older A-specs? Because I feel like as a community, we kind of, like, focus on the younger people because that's how, like, when you picture an ace person, I feel like you picture, like, a teenager or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you wish younger people knew i guess about your experience i don't know if i can answer that and the reason i don't know if i can answer that is because the community is young and i think all that i need the community to know is that we exist mm -hmm. as things stand i mean it depends on what the community wants if the community wants you know world domination which to be fair who wouldn't <laughs> Except me, because I don't want the responsibility of that shit. <laughs> Grief. Fair. Um, Fair. I, I'm Generation X, you know. I, I'm basically, I, I, I'm kind of like, you know, on a on a like a football field or something. I'm kind of like the person that goes, all right, you've got the ball. Right, I'll pass it on to someone else. Um, yeah. Good I, job. I Absolutely. I, the world is currently run by boomers. My ambition is to get the world run by millennials. So you know, they're just <laughs> yeah, leave just pass it, it right yeah, on off. Pass yeah. it right on. We don't, I don't want it. I don't want that shit. I don't want that responsibility. Um, yeah. I wish every boomer was like you. I'm not a boomer. Yeah. Well, I don't, some, don't but you they're don't not a boomer. That's what. That's the point. Well, yeah. I am five. <laughs> I am five years older than being a millennial. Okay. But well, Generation X. I yeah. wish Generation X. Right. We are. We are. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Kayla, are your parents boomers or are they Gen X? Mine are. They're like. They're my dad is like right on the cusp. Mm -hmm. My mom is probably Gen X, but my dad is kind of like us, where we're in the middle of millennial yeah. and Gen Z. He's yeah. like, I think the, the first or like the last year of 
being a boomer is where he is. You know who else is a Gen X? You know who else is Gen X? Millennials. Gen X millennial uh, crossover? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone is just about Gen X. Harry Potter is just about Gen X. (sighs) Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. Time is a concept. Time is a construct. But anyway. (laughs) Time is a flat circle. But anyway. Um, Yes, so the thing about asexuals and that is unless you're going for world domination there's no real need for people to suddenly declare at the age of like you know 63 oh i'm asexual so it makes sense for the community to concentrate on where they have the biggest numbers which is obviously you guys it's you know the people younger than you it's Mm -hmm. it's the gen z's gen z's (laughs) i like how you've been translating everything you've been like just in case you didn't know absolutely i can i can speak both variants I can't speak Good. Australian though. Um, so it makes sense to concentrate on on sort of younger generations. So in that respect, I don't think it matters. All that matters is that you appreciate the fact that we exist. And if you need us, we can tell you what life was like before the internet. We can tell you what life was like when we had no resources and when we had to sort of, as I say, we, you know, we we get things in plain brown paper paper packages from the USA that were disguised as, you know, um, superhero magazines or something. And there'd be sort mm-hmm. of inserts with, you know, like a, a, a fold over sheet of paper with things on four sides going. So these are all of the um, resources you've got. This is this is what safe sex is. This is, you know, these are helplines that you can you can call if you need some help. Um, but in terms of going forward, remember, I mean, we will just die off at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Hey, we're um, all, we're all gonna die off at some point. Yes. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it makes sense to concentrate on the younger because there's more of you, and you know what you're doing. We don't. I mean, there's there's people like me that have embraced it, but as we said earlier, it's like there's going to be a lot of people that are just under the radar and just going, "Well, there's no, I can't change now." We can tell them you can change, but do we really? It's not, do we want to force them to change it? It's, should we be? Should we be asking them, is this mm-hmm. who you are? Will it make a difference to them after this, after all of this time? It'll make, it may make a difference to them in terms of mental health. They may sort of, you know, finally at last I can be who I really want to be, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it, is it, I'm not saying is it worth it? Cause it's obviously worth it. It's worth it for them. But mm-hmm. um, if you've got only a limited number of resources, it would make, mm-hmm sense to concentrate on where you're going to get your biggest efforts i i honestly feel like the the existence of older aces is like obviously y'all are important to the community because you're part of the community but like it's it's almost more important as like just like a figurehead is like okay Mm -hmm. look you can be a spec at any age and it's it's proof to people outside the community it's proof to young people in the community who may be trying to explain themselves to people outside the community like you know this is a real thing it's not just a a fleeting teenager oh it's a phase you know this is there are real people of all ages who identify this way and it's important to be able to to see those people and so it's important to have people like you who are like yeah i'm you know 45 i'm arrow ace or you know arrow ace arrow spec a spec whatever terms you want to use uh i exist hey what's up yeah 
I think it's important. Yeah, it's important for two reasons. Um, it's 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 important to know that just because you get older doesn't mean that your orientations will change. They may do, mm. and that's equally valid. But it doesn't have to. And as I said earlier, those concept of oh, you'll just haven't found the right person yet, and you'll settle down doesn't have to be the case. We are living proof that it isn't. And I think the other thing that's important is to recognise the fact that because we're older, it means that asexuality isn't a new thing and that we have been around mm -hmm. for longer. Even though we may not have embraced the word because we didn't know it, we still had those feelings. The thing that gets me when I think about it is I only discovered the word, in, as I say, in about 2012, but it explained a heck of a lot about my childhood, well, my teenagerhood and my early mm -hmm. 20s. It explained a heck of a lot about my attitudes towards relationships. Um, yeah. And I, I used to keep a diary at the age of you know, about 17. And you'd imagine that a lot of people at the age of 17 would keep a diary and go, oh, my God, they're really hot. Oh, my God, I want to bonk them. And um, mine wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. Mine was just, yeah. I want to be with them. I want to sort of be around them. I want to talk to them. I think I actually wrote a word to kiss them once, but um, there was nothing sort of sexual there. And even, so looking back with hindsight, even then the clues were there. Um, I, is this going to be too much information? I don't care. I lost my virginity at about the age of 20 and a half and I lost it to my mm -hmm. second girlfriend. And the reason I lost it was because she'd been badgering me for it for about six months. And I figured, mm -hmm. oh, what the hell? I might as well just see what it feels like which is an interesting reason to have sex with it. <laughs> um, my, my thought was, it's going to be rubbish, but let's do it anyway. Ooh, who knew? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a very, it's a very ace sentiment right there. Yeah, but uh, this was 1996. So it's like, you know, I didn't know in those days. Um, we weren't even born. <laughs> March the 17th. Of 96? Yeah. Right? I like, we weren't I, born yet. No, we weren't. I like how you know this date and you don't know the year that you broke up with someone. Uh, it, it was St. Patrick's Day. I just remember it was St. Patrick's Day. Um, That's fair. So, yeah, it's, it's, the clues were there. The clues were there even in my child. So I've always been like this, even if I didn't have a word for it. And I guess that's kind of important to know that asexuality was a, was a thing, a concept that people had feelings of and people were even before mm -hmm. the word itself came. It's not a new yeah. thing. It's just a new word for something that hadn't been described. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure if it, yeah, I'm not sure if it ever was described. Uh, I mean, yeah, you've got words like bachelor and spinster and, and things like that, just to describe people that when I was growing up would be thought, oh, they're gay. That was always mm -hmm. the default option. The default option was if you weren't married with children, you were gay. That was kind of the assumption. Even if you weren't, that was kind of what people thought. So I imagine that a lot of asexuals would have been assumed to be gay and possibly yeah. still are. Who knows? Fair. Yeah, I mean, it's like we were talking about how kind of like the bi community at first was like, if you're bi, that means you're just like anything but straight or gay. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a catch-all. It kind of reminds me of that, yeah. of people are like, well, I know I'm different. And the only way that people are described as different is if they're gay. So then I must be gay because yeah. that's like the only other option than straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, interestingly, the word queer. Um, obviously, when I was growing up, queer was an insult like puffter and, and gender bender and things like that. But we've reclaimed it. 
but I still find it uncomfortable simply because for me, it's a very sexual word. So for me, queer means you have a queer sexuality, um, as in you're still having sex. You still have sexual attraction. It's just not mm. heterosexual. Um, yeah. It's I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to, to the idea of claiming the word queer simply because out of um, responsibility, if nothing else, it's kind of like, well, what other word am I going to use? I, mm. I kind of... Yeah. Feel I'm, I'm starting to feel I have to claim that word, but for me it's still a very sexual word. But equally, one mm. of my one of my good friends online is an asexual homo romantic woman. I would mm. say lesbian. She describes herself as an asexual lesbian, but I think it's more sort of asexual homo romantic. Um, but she's quite happy to use the word queer because it it, it very much encompasses the way she is. Um, mm. I mean, if I think about it, the whole LGBTQIA plus rainbow acronym. I am basically four letters of that. And yeah. I really should um, use it more. No, we don't, don't should. should. Yeah, you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if it's, I do Damn see it. what you mean in terms of like, it's it's an overarching term that the community has kind of, it's the term that the community has chosen, it mm -hmm. seems, as as the, the broad term. But like, I know like there are some people who are just still uncomfortable with it. And like, I don't want those people to feel like they have to use it if they yeah. don't want to. Yeah, I'm just uncomfortable with it because it's it's highly sexualized for me, rather than because of its um, rather than because it's um, it was originally an insult. Because I mean, gay was an insult in yeah. Britain, so you know, yeah. I'm quite happy to claim that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not gay. What changes have you noticed in the queer or aspect spaces over time? I guess you kind of talked about changes you've seen a lot in the in the queer spaces, but since you know 2012 when you discovered asexuality has there been a lot of change or has it has it seemed pretty consistent to you it's hard to judge because of my own personality as an introvert so i never used to go out to queer spaces anyway um Fair. so you know I, I have i ever been to a gay pub i think i've been to a gay pub but not a gay club because i never used to go clubbing so it, it kind of it was never and there's no such thing as an asexual club or at least anything can be an asexual club if you're just not interested who knows um yeah i mean any club I'm at is an asexual yeah, absolutely. club. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and also it's, it's hard to do because so much is online now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's more queer representation, there's more queer um, community or whether it's just because that's mm -hmm. the spaces I hang out in and I've managed to yeah. find them. Yeah, um, that's fair. So it, it's hard to judge. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is that obviously back before the internet, you you had specific gay bars, you had specific gay clubs, mm -hmm. you had specific lesbian clubs. Now, they mm -hmm. still exist, but I don't know if they're um, quite as demarcated as they were. Yeah. Um, or as popular. I, I even think, like, the difference in how I thought of that question versus how you thought of that question in terms of, like, you thought of more, like, physical spaces, whereas my brain went straight to, like, online community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, like, the... I mean, that shows the difference, right? Yeah. In, in in the way that, that, that things are happening now. Um, yeah. And that, like, you know, I... I assume that we're going straight to online spaces, whereas, you know, you're thinking more about those physical spaces that we don't necessarily have still. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, because I've been online for so long, um, mm -hmm. I've spent like half my life online, which is a scary thought, considering my age. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a lot easier to, to meet people now. 
and that's a good yeah. thing. Um, it's a lot easier to it's find, easier to find each other. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. given asexuality and asexuals as a concept, if we didn't have the internet, I don't think I would have... I mean, I'd have known about it because I'd have seen the newspaper article, but would the newspaper article have even been written if they didn't have yeah. the internet? So I don't yeah. know. I um, mean, would would there exist uh, an aspec community in the way that it exists now without the internet? I'm not sure. I, I would guess not. Because we wouldn't. Yeah. Because and the other thing about having a physical community without the internet is that it's all geared towards the majority. So, mm-hmm. gay spaces were so huge because there's a lot more gay men, and yeah. if you've only got a so one of the ways that they used to um, something I found out recently one of the ways that they used to promote their um, you know their, their gay meetups, their gay clubs, their gay parties, their gay festivals back in the early nineties, the late eighties, early nineties was to have a kind of a tree effect on the telephone. So one person would organize, they'd phone like sort of five people. Those five mm-hmm. people would then phone five other people. Mm-hmm. Those five people would then phone five other people. And before you know it, you've got like a couple of hundred people in a in a warehouse somewhere yeah. out of town. Yeah. It's hard to do that in the asexual community because we don't have that many people. Yeah. So, you know, I could phone, I couldn't, I don't think I could phone five people. Could I? <sighs> I'm trying to think of people whose phone numbers that I have. Well, I mean, I'm I using could, fo- I'm using I, phone as a, as a as a as an example. So I know, but but I'm thinking of like people that I <laughs> that I know well enough oh, yeah. that I would you know that I would be like sure yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just like uh, I have like two phone number. I could call <laughs> David J and invite David J. <laughs> just a small flex for everyone that I have David J's phone number. <laughs> Uh, but like, I mean, in case you didn't know <laughs> i'm really on a podcast with the, the sort of high and mighty neosexual community here I mean, grief, I'm, <laughs> I'm a nobody um but the other point of course as well is that um as i, I mean i i realized i remembered this when i was uh, listening to your podcast with a slice of ace with daniel mm-hmm. it's like we're all in different countries yeah so it's not a case that you can sort of, I don't know, maybe in, sort of in London or something or over there, New York or Chicago or something, you'd, you'd phone up and you'd, you'd know five people in the same city. Yeah. It's not just that I don't know five people who are asexual. Mm-hmm. I'm not even too sure even the people I know are in the same country, never mind the same city. Yeah. So having a kind of early 90s asexual rave, as it were, just it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking about the people that I know who are A-spec that I don't know through the podcast. And I can count them on one hand. Mm-hmm. And I met all of them through um, a commu- through communities that were already very queer. Mm. And so it's like, you know, and also none of them live in the same place anymore. Like I met yeah. them in college, but we're all, you know, we're all elsewhere now. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I really don't think that the community would exist in the same form no. without the internet. So big ups to the internet. Absolutely. Out. <laughs> um, last question for you. Um, do you have any advice for younger aspects? You are allowed to say no. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to say yes. Um, do I have any advice for them? Um, ignore your parents. Is that advice? <laughs> I mean, fair. your parents are talking shit. Don't listen to them. Um, you are valid. 
and you will always be valued. Oh yeah, no, I actually have some advice. It's 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 quite. Um, there comes a point in your life, and it will vary from person to person. I mean, for me, it was sort of like late thirties, but it could happen a lot earlier than that. There will come a point in your life when you will realize something. You will realize that nothing matters. Mm. You will realize that no one cares and that you're old enough now to not worry I'll put it about at the what end. anyone I'll else I'll put it thinks. at the end. Because mm. you'll have already established yourself. You will have some kind of career, potentially. You will have a friendship group that you that means a lot to you. And there will come a point where you will realize that you don't need other people to validate you because you will be happy and comfortable with the validation that you've got. So when you're sort of 17 and your parents go, oh, but it's not like that in the real world, you'll have to settle down because that's what everyone expects. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because you'll get to an age where you'll still be the same person that you are and you'll have surrounded you'll be surrounded by people that appreciate you for who you are not for who you should be or not for who you your parents think you should be certainly mm. and yeah. once you reach that point it's become very liberating it's interesting that it came to me about the same time that i discovered what asexuality was so the two mm. were sort of kind of merged hand in hand mm. and it, it's a really good feeling to know that you are you be yeah. you i've be always you. i've always found that um like reassuring that like nothing matters i am a tiny speck of dust <laughs> in the universe and like i know a lot of people are like they they get uh you know they have a existential crisis about that but for me i find it reassuring it's like in the long run nothing matters nothing you do matters nothing anyone says to you matters you know you can just live your life how you want to um and it doesn't matter (laughs) the thing is it's coupled with the point that it comes at a point in life where nothing that other people say makes a difference or will make a difference Mm -hmm. because when you're about um, sort of 19 20 21 i haven't fully escaped that yeah yeah but also the way you act affects who likes you. It affects who employs you. It affects who mm-hmm. you hang around with. Um, sort of career decisions can be made or lost based on your mm-hmm. views. So sometimes you have to hide yourself away. But then when you reach like mid thirties, you don't have to please anyone anymore. You've mm-hmm. already established who you are. You've already established that you're that you are good enough as yourself. You've maybe had sort of 10, 15 years of work behind you, or you've had 10, 15 years of academia academia behind you. And you've you've gone, mm-hmm. I, I can stand alone. I can stand up for myself. This is me. This is who I am. And then mm-hmm. when you add in, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, this is what I believe, and you can't judge me for what I believe because of this. Judge me from, you know, my record, judge me from my abilities for the last 15 years in, in my career, in my job, in my, you know, in my writings. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, I'm asexual. But that doesn't matter because it doesn't yeah. at that point. People don't care as much. Everything that we ascribe value to is it has value because we gave it value. Mm. And so if, if you don't want to value the things that society tells you you should don't yeah and there comes a point where you you don't have to 
and you're mm-hmm. you're you're seen as valid. Just you may be seen as slightly weird, but you're accepted What's as being wrong with weird. That? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I've been weird for all my life. It's been great. <laughs> it's um, delightful. I was bullied for it at school, but now I'm reveling in it. Yeah, <laughs> here you are. Indeed. <laughs> On world-renowned podcast, sounds fake, but okay. Absolutely. You get more <laughs> listeners than I do. I we don't have that many listeners, but. I appreciate your confidence in us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, to all the youths, uh, look forward to that. Uh, it's it it may seem difficult now, but it doesn't have to be difficult forever. So yeah, you'll probably have a few years in your early twenties where it becomes a bit rough, but after that, it gets better. Yeah, I'm and I'm right in there. I <laughs> I'm I'm in those early twenty years. So guys. If I could survive it, you could survive it. We're good. Um, excellent. Ooh. Kayla, what's our poll for this week? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> good poll. How? No, I feel like we've done, like, how old were you when you realized you were ace or air? We've done that before, surely. I'm guessing. We could just do a straight poll of, like, if you are ace or arrow, like, which of these age groups are you part of? And we could do, like... I could put some age ranges. Okay, sure. Why not? Cool. Just get a get a little poll of how old everyone is. Just and then next we'll ask for your social security number and your credit card. Yes. Uh, Kayla, what's your beef and your juice this week? My beef is that the post office is bad, mm-hmm. and I went today to go to the my PO box to see if I had anything. To get a little boost of serotonin if I had a little letter. Everyone loves getting a letter. But then there was a complication and they like shut my box for some reason. So if you've sent me something recently and it gets sent back to you, I'm very sorry. I don't know what happened. But I now remember why everyone hates the post office so much. Mm. Um, But the lady I talked to was very nice. Francis. And (laughs) for the record, her address will be staying the same. Yes. It's just possible you might have something sent back to you yeah if you have something sent back to you i'm sorry you can either just not send it back or you can send i'm not going to tell you what to do you don't have to like waste your time sending it back if you don't want to but also you should because i like getting letters anyway (laughs) um that's my beef my juice is that i've gotten into making like little clay items recently it's my new craft fixation of the month we all know i have these uh for a while it was the paper now we're making clay um, but it's been fun. I made Sarah a little egg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send her a little egg. She was like, I'm too excited about this. This is supposed to be a surprise. But look at <laughs> I what know. I, I was do. like, I could just send it to her and like let her get mail as a surprise and open it. But then I was like, I'm too excited. <laughs> so I didn't. Delightful. Barefoot Backpacker, what is your beef and juice this week? Good point. Uh, right. So I could go on forever about you know beef um (laughs) i have fingers in many pies and i'd Mm -hmm. just like to say that my current beef is politics as it probably should be always (laughs) always a number of political issues including i um turfs should be turfed out Mm -hmm. can we say that yep 
Um, yep. Go for it. <laughs> there's, there's a whole there's a whole myriad of issues. Well, there's one issue around turfs being particularly vocal about one of the questions on this year's census survey, um, because mm. we're for the first time asking a question about um, gender identity. Mm. So I we've see. always. We've always had the question of what what is your sex, which the answer is either mm-hmm. male or female in the in the survey. But now we're having a sub a sub question around: Is your gender identity different from the sex that you were assigned at birth? Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple question. It's either yes or it is, or no, it isn't. Um, yeah. But the turfs are particularly vocal about this for reasons I'm not quite sure yeah. I understand because it makes no sense because they don't make any sense. Um, yeah, they don't make any sense at all. They don't make any sense. So yeah, there's that. Um, there's also issues with um, LGBTQIA um, crackdowns in Ghana, of all places, mm. um, where the government have closed a um, LGBTQIA resource centre. And there's a, mm. a whole community now of journalists against LGBT. They've ah, become um, <laughs> quite popular. Um, so my Twitter timeline is full of people in Ghana going, this is an outrage. Um, mm-hmm. But it's because it's Ghana. It's not a country that we'd be here a lot about. So Yeah, I, I hadn't even heard of that. No. Well, so I, listeners, I mentioned look it, it up. Indeed. I mention it because I think it's important that, you mm-hmm. know, we have solidarity across the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got any juice? That beer was good. I actually forgot to make notes of it, which is really annoying. I have I, I have a beer app um, untapped that I make all my notes on mm-hmm. about beer, and I completely forgot to make notes about that beer. So that's really annoying me now. And I've drank it well, all. But the notes are enjoyed during sounds fake, but okay. What further information do you need? <laughs> I might actually do that. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, other juice. I'm I'm you know it's I'm I'm still alive, which is always a good thing. That's that is great. What can I say? Yeah, good. My beef is I don't know taxes. Always. I good. need to. <laughs> I need to track down a form for my taxes, and my dad helped me with my taxes. Thanks, dad. Uh, but this is the first time I'm filing outside of the state of Michigan, uh, so we'll see how that goes. My juice is BTS doing a cover of "Fix You" by Coldplay. That's my juice. <laughs> How is your Korean um, going? <laughs> it's still pretty rusty. Well, not even rusty, just bad. But you know what? I have like a 72-day streak of learning Korean. So we're doing something. We're doing something. Um, wonderful. Uh, you can tell us about your beef, your juice, uh answer our poll uh give us your social security number please don't do that on our social media at sounds fake pod um barefoot backpacker where can the people of the internet find you i basically live on twitter um at one point at one point i was doing 200 tweets a day although that does that does (laughs) that does include retweets to be fair, and I retweet mm. a lot. If you ever follow me on Twitter, turn off retweets. Probably best for you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can be found on Twitter at RTW Barefoot. Again, a name I did not invent. It was uh, created by friends of mine. Uh, Twitter has a really, really uh, narrow character limit for uh, handles, which it is does. really annoying because Barefoot Backpacker is too long. 
So I, I have a friend effort. whose name is too long. Like Ouch. his actual name <laughs> is too long. <laughs> But yeah, so I live on Twitter at RTW Barefoot. I have um, a website at barefoot-backpacker.com. And I also have a podcast called Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure. And it's if you want to hear more of this delightful voice, that is the place to find it. At the, at the um, time of recording, my last episode was on gender identity and toxic masculinity but by the time this episode goes out i will have an episode about um alcohol around the world that isn't beer wow you're really running the gamut with that nice absolutely (laughs) excellent um is there anything aside from what you were promoting for being a patron uh, (laughs) is there anything you want to promote before i dive into the patrons that isn't yourself um Oh, yeah, I haven't told you what I want to promote as a patron, have I? Uh, which this Well, I week... never said what you said last week. No, you didn't. So I can I'll... say... <laughs> yeah, say that. Uh, what was it? Be okay. you for you. Be you for you. Be, Be you, you for you. you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, do I have anything else to promote? I don't think so. Um, I would like to promote the Sounds Fake But Okay Discord because it's full of really, really cool people. It is. I'm not one of them, but... I mean, I no, am there. She's not. I'm not cool, but... But there are she, cool people she, that are. She aren't occasionally me. pops in, but yeah. I occasionally pop in, uh, and then I just put in the emote reaction that says, Moms are watching. <laughs> and that's just that's how I exist on Discord. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to promote you, just so you know. Okay. Um, Thank you. Just so just everyone go follow Barefoot Backpacker. What a delight. Um, Barefoot Backpacker is also a patron. Thank you for your money. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to also become a patron and be as cool as Barefoot Backpacker, uh, you can find us patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. I'm not cool. We have a... <laughs> okay, we've established that no one here is cool, but <laughs> you could be cool if you become a patron. Um, we have a new $2 patron. It's JR. Thank you, JR. Um, actually, it's J underscore R. Just... <laughs> want to get the name right of course um thank you very much for for giving us your two pounds technically this is not a two dollar patron this is a two pound patron with the exchange rates going as the way they are it'll probably turn into four dollars at some point yeah i mean pretty exchange rate is going like that for me it's great we'll we'll have to bump you up to a five (laughs) dollar patron just because of the exchange rate (laughs) <laughs> um, our five dollar patrons are Jennifer Smart, Asritha Vitakota, Austin Lay, De- Dope, Bop, Boop, Bop, Bop, Bop. <laughs> Live bloopers. Just gonna leave all that in. Uh, Perry Fierro, D. Quinn. <laughs> have it, have they it on change... a sort of pre. They change too often. Mm. Like, it's just there's too much. Too much. I would have to re-record it all the time. No. Uh, Perry Fierro, D. Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Marvel, Changing, Max Simone, Simon, Jamie Jack, R- Jessica Shea, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Guy Simpson, Brooke Siegel, Ashley W., Savannah Cozart, Harry Heston, Dugan, Soup, Amanda Kiker, Vishak, Jacob Weber, Rory, Amber, Leah Star, Rachel, Kate Costello, John, Ariel Laxo, Ellie, Tessa, Matias T, Chris Lortano, Sam, Kelly, Scott Inslee, Orlin Evisley, and Julianne are $10 patrons. I'm going to move this over so I can see it better. 
Our $10 patrons are Arknes, who would like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Ibarra, who would like to promote me playing D&D, Anonymous, who would like to promote Halloween, Sarah McCoy, who would like to promote podcasts from Planet Weird, My Aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven, Cassandra, who would like to promote Manifesting Positivity, Doug Rice, who would like to promote Native by Caitlin Curtis, Maggie Cobble, who would like to promote their dogs Leia and Minnie, and also H. Valdez, who is our next patron, Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote figuring out one's gender identity and the non-binary community, Barefoot Backpacker, who would like to promote being you for you. Any, any additions, or that just speaks for itself? Nope, I think that's cool. Beautiful. Be, be you um, for you, and, and you are valid. Yep. We love that. Uh, the Steve, who would like to promote Ecosia. R.E.K., who would like to promote The Eyeball Zone. Maddie, who would like to promote The Union Series by T.H. Hernandez. Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote The Overthrow of Heteronormativity in support of Melody the Hamster. Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote... Uh, Air, um, Andrew, what are you promoting now? You still promoting Arrow Week, even though that's in the past? Let us know. Aaron, who would like to promote free forehead kisses. Kadir, who would like to promote Gnocchi Feta Fettuccini is a wonderful name for any cat. And Potato, who is a new patron and who is promoting potatoes. Whoop. I, the, Potato actually did tell us last week that they wanted to promote potatoes, but me and Kayla just can't read. So uh, sorry for not saying last week that you're promoting potatoes, <laughs> but potatoes are a great thing to promote. Um, our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, my mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs, Sarah Jones, who's at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, Andy A, who would like to promote being in unions in the IWW, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, Everyone Special and No One Is, Layla, who would like to promote Love is Love, Applying to Arrow People, Shrubbery, who would like to promote the planet Earth, Dia Chappelle, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Dia, Sharana J. Brown, who didn't have anything to promote, so we're promoting her, and Dragonfly, who would like to promote having Barefoot Backpacker on your podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. It was a delight to talk to you. Uh, I'm sure it we're was. gonna have to cut cut some of this out, but listeners, just know we had a great time. <laughs> I talk too much. It's fine. So do I. Um, tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows. One thing I really like about your take good care of your cows is the pause between your and cows. I really like that. <laughs> it's just like i don't even it's like the intro like we have such a cadence of it mm. now that like yeah like we, you i we can't do just one bit of the intro we have to do the whole thing oh yeah yeah <laughs> otherwise i forget, I forget what it. we say unless we do it yeah oh i actually have a little confession about your intro mm. okay it's your theme tune what is it Mm-hmm. the second time i heard your podcast the second time i was on a bus and I was listening to it, and I heard that theme tune, and I kind of cried a little because I was kind oh. of happy about it. Because I was happy. It's like this is really funky theme tune. This is really this means a lot to me. It was kind of like that kind of. Um, it showed how powerful it was and what you guys do. That's so. so see, how Sarah, important. our theme song is good. Sarah, we have a good theme song. Oh, does Sarah not like Sarah it? Sarah hates. It. Well, she has to listen to it so often when she's editing mm-hmm. that yeah. she's just sick. Plus, I, you're the one that made it. Yeah, I just am like, we could have such higher quality theme song, but we don't. But because why? When we neither of us have skills. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so sweet. That is very sweet. I have no idea where in the podcast I'm going to put that. <laughs> I'll put it at the end. I'll put it at the end. <laughs>